morning, Nancy. My name is Gracie. And I'm Abby. And if you're new to the show, welcome. Abby and I have been friends since the day she was born. We both love drinking coffee and talking about our favorite horror movies together. You can find our episodes, blog posts, merch, and more by going over to www.goodmorningnancy.com. We work really hard on these episodes and do a lot of research. Show us how much you appreciate our work and head on over to patreon.com slash goodmorningnancy. Remember, that's morning with an O-U. This week, Abby and I will be talking about the 2014 New Zealand horror mockumentary, What We Do in the Shadows. The film was written and directed by Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement. It stars them, as well as actors Ben Fransham and Jonathan Bro. So this film is actually based on a 2006 short of the same name yeah. by Waititi and Clement. Have you seen it? Not yet. I watched it. It's on YouTube. Oh, really? Yes. I'll attach the link in the show notes for everybody if it's still up by the time this... You know how that is. Sometimes they take stuff down. Yeah. It's not as good as the movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's... They're... Okay. I'm sorry. I got a a side note here. Their teeth in it are like... They're like fake teeth from like a a Halloween store. Amazing. Amazing. I would expect nothing less, actually. <laughs> and Jermaine's looks like... <laughs> it doesn't look right. He can hardly talk with them. <laughs> Honestly, like, oh my god. And and Taika's are the same way. Like, he, he's just sort of, like, like tripping <laughs> over his lips, trying to talk with these teeth in his mouth. He's kind of like that with the better ones, too, from, like, the yes. actual film, so yes. I can only imagine. But it looks natural. With yeah. this, yeah. it looks like they're going... <laughs> it looks so bad. I can't wait to see it. It's really good. Guys, check it out. It's 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 good because it's so low budget. Yes. Um, but the, the film that we're about to talk about is much better, so... Yes. You know, priorities. Yeah. Um, so, Watiti and Clement first met in 1999 when they started the award-winning comedy duo The Humor Beasts. While doing this comedy act, they actually created these vampire characters that we see in the short film and then, of course, in the full-length film. Jemaine Clement said in an interview... Taika and I like vampire movies and stories, and part of our reasoning to make the film was talking about stories that went on for hundreds and hundreds of years and imagining what someone's dramas would look like. We had done characters at the comedy club, and we wanted to do something with them. Uh, My character gets on stage and starts talking, dressed as a vampire, with the makeup on and everything, and then there's another vampire in the audience who starts heckling me and I start to ask him like why he keeps heckling me over hundreds of years why is he following me from city to city around the world heckling me (laughs) I think that's such a I wish they had shown that in the film me too that is such a good idea yes (laughs) so that's where the idea for this film came from Uh, After the release of their short film, the idea of vampires living together, or in this case, they call it flatting together, Mm -hmm. the the idea still lingered. So a few years later, they decided to expand the idea and make it into a feature. Waititi revealed that there was so much footage filmed that three different cuts were made. Whoa. One focused on primarily uh, jokes, 
one focused on the story, and the final cut was a really nice, healthy mix of the two. Apparently, there's about 120 hours worth of unused film. Oh my god! The film's American distribution was actually funded via Kickstarter due to the large number of American fans of YTT and Clement. They knew that they would be able to get the funding that way because, according to YTT, Americans are more open to the comedy scene than New Zealanders are. Hmm. Which makes me think, like, New Zealanders don't like to laugh? Like, I know. what? What the even <laughs> heck? I'm sure that's not true. Hey, isn't that how the Babadook was made? Wasn't that a Kickstarter? Yes, it was. Wow. Mm. New Zealand and your Kickstarters. Australia. Was, You're right. Was Babadook. <laughs> so close. So What We Do in the Shadows, the full-length feature, was released in the U.S. in March of 2015 and received critical acclaim while grossing $7 million at the box office. And that seems like a pretty low number, but... That's a pretty good number for a limited-released indie horror comedy. Yeah. From a different country. Yeah, holy cow. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Uh, one review says about the film, it's smarter, fresher, and funnier than a modern vampire movie has any right to be. What we do in the shadows is bloody good fun. Yeah. <laughs> you have no right to be this way. <laughs> With this in mind, Abby, could you please remind us all of the plot? Yes. Uh, so this is a mockumentary-style film uh, about a group of four vampires living in a flat together in New Zealand. Uh, and they all come from different eras and backgrounds, but their common denominator is that they were turned into vampires at one point or another. And rather than living alone, they uh, live and spend time together. So there's Viago, who is a, or was a German nobleman. Uh, Deacon was a gypsy-turned-Nazi soldier. Blood. <laughs> I know. That's so obnoxious. If you are a Nazi vampire, no way. <laughs> Vladislav was a powerful killer and ruler and a bit of a pervert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Peter was the original and he's like 800 years old and he's just kind of there. He's like the Nosferatu of the group. Yes. So he looks like... Um, the main vampire in... Um, he looks like Dracula and Nosferatu. Yes, he yeah. does. And like the one from... Salem's Lot. Yes, yes. Uh, so the interesting thing is that there are apparently vampires living in plain sight in New Zealand. And uh, they even have familiars. And Deacon's familiar, Jackie, is his servant who brings him victims in order to gain his approval because she wants to be turned into a vampire. So one night, she brings her ex-boyfriend, Nick, to the flat, and he's transformed into a vampire by Peter. And Nick kind of, like, joins the group and turns their world upside down, and he introduces them to, like, modern technology. (laughs) He brings them to different nightclubs and stuff, because before they could only get into one. Because, you know, you're a vampire and you have to be invited in. Yes. And he's like, oh, I've got friends who work at this club. They'll invite us in. <laughs> so so um, he also brings his friend Stu as like a little tag along. And Stu is like this precious sweet baby angel who says like two words the whole time. Like he doesn't he doesn't talk at all. He just kind of like watches everything. Yeah. So um, Nick kind of starts to become annoying because he's like a new young vampire. Um, and he starts telling 
regular humans that he's a vampire. And he eventually leads a vampire hunter to the flat, and he kills Peter. So Nick ends up being exiled from the flat in uh, a hilarious procession of shame. While we kind of learn about their lives as vampires, the film builds to this one big night of the Unholy Masquerade, which is a party for the undead, basically. So there's, like, witches, zombies, and vampires, and they all gather together and, like, party all night. (laughs) At this point, Vladislav is reunited with his former ex-lover, whom he calls The Beast. At that, the same night, we discover that, like, Jackie... Deacon's familiar has been turned into a vampire by Nick so she's kind of there hanging out too and Nick brings Stu to the unholy masquerade and they're basically chased out because everyone wants to eat Stu because he's the only human right oh and the um the crew the camera crew too yeah they find out they're human (laughs) you can't eat the camera guy maybe one camera guy Um, so yeah, they kind of like get the heck out of the party and on their way back to the flat, they, uh, encounter a group of werewolves who are transforming Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh crap, we got to get out of here. But it's too late. They all transform and they attack Stu. So. And they kill a camera guy too, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So everyone is like, oh no, Stu is dead. But surprise, Stu shows back up to the flat, and it turns out he was actually turned into a werewolf. So now everybody, like, comes together, and they're all reunited, and Stu is a werewolf, Nick is a vampire, and they're all, like, BFFs, and it's great. And that's the end. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, it is so good. So this is not in our script. Again, I'm I'm gonna, like, go off a little bit here, but yeah. um, Abby and I, when we were younger... We used to make like movies. Yeah. <laughs> we had a we actually had like me and my sisters and actually had a production company <laughs> that we created ourselves. I love it. And we used to make movies and we'd have like these stories that we'd, you know, do and like <laughs> It was very similar to this, and the ending just sort of reminds me of, like, what we would have done. Yes. Like, how do we have this end happy, and, like, everyone coming together is, like, the best ending that you can do, and, like, the werewolves and vampires become friends. Yes. And everyone is happy. Oh, my God. That just reminded me of that. So true. Doing that with you years and years ago. Yes. Don't look for the videos. Don't Don't do it. Don't. You better don't. (laughs) You'll be like, oh my god, who are these girls? What the even heck? So, okay. Thank you for that lovely reading. Oh, yes. So the Bechdel test, it doesn't pass. Mm. Though some actually disagree, saying that Jackie, who is Deacon's familiar, as you said, she talks on the phone to one of her female friends. Um... And there, everyone, people will say, like, oh, but she's talking to her friend who's a woman on the phone. And I was like, yes, but we don't hear that other friend talking. Yeah. So to me, I don't think that that counts. That's that. Yeah. It's a it's a guy film. Like, as a guy film in a sense where there's mostly men in it. And right. there's three women in this. Like, primarily three. There's the Beast. There's the little old lady who's um, oh, yeah. Viago's long lost love. <laughs> and there's um, Jackie. But none of them actually talk to each other. Mm, So, 
Yeah, so that's that's an issue. But let's also look at the the new Bechtel test that we've created. Um, if you'd like an explanation of this test, you guys can head on over to our previous episode where we talk about it, or you can click on the link in the show notes, which will take you to our blog post about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling the new test Nancy's Dream Team test. Is that nice. a, is that a good one? Yeah, I made sure it wasn't taken already. <laughs> I don't. I haven't copyrighted it, so I'm sure. But that's what I'm going to call this test for our show. Okay, so let's see if what we do in the shadows passes Nancy's dream team test. Okay, one, was the supporting cast at least 50% women? No. (laughs) Two, did a woman write, direct, or produce the film? There was one female producer. Her name was Chelsea Winstanley. Three, was the final girl a person of color? There are no final girls in this. Uh, we mostly focus on the monsters, the vampires in this. Uh, but Taika Watiti and Jemaine Clement are both of Maori descent. So, yeah, technically, yes. Mm-hmm. And four, there were no LGBTQ characters in this film. Oh, wait. What about the girl that Jackie brings to the dinner party, though? Is she a lesbian, or do they just think she's a lesbian? No, they say... Th- she says... uh Something about her being a virgin. She's like, look at her. She looks like a virgin. She talks like a virgin. <laughs> but what does that have to do with... No, doesn't that pass the Bechtel test? Doesn't she talk to Jackie? Maybe she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Oh, nuts. Trust me, I checked. Oh. She doesn't respond to her. She's a, she's a quiet little bug. Yeah. <laughs> quiet little bug. <laughs> it's her. Okay, so let's talk about the characters in this. How do they remind us of other vampires from novels and movies? Because this is all based on uh, Taika and Jemaine's, like, love of other vampire movies. Yes. Okay, so there is Viago, who... (laughs) He's called, like, a dandy, right? Like, a Euro dandy? (laughs) He can be very fussy. So, who does Viago kind of remind us of in, like, the vampire lore? Um, I would say maybe, like, an Anne Rice character. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, uh, Tom Cruise, maybe, his character in... Lestat? Yes. Yeah. Who is the other one? The one that Brad Pitt plays. He's more like Viago. Louis. Yes. He reminds me of Louis. Because mm-hmm. he's, like, real cute and good-hearted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Vladislav, who is uh, <laughs> Jemaine Clement's character. The poker. Yes. he's He is Vlad the Impaler. Like, yeah, that's for who sure. he's based off of. He's, he's <laughs> torture chamber. This is my torture chamber. <laughs> he's so proud of it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he is like ju- almost exactly like. Um, Dracula from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. The Francis Ford Coppola movie. Yeah. Uh, love it. And Deacon is like a new romantic yeah. kind of character. Deacon is actually kind of like Lestat. Yes. You're right. He yeah. is like him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's With like... kind of a mix of like Lost Boys kind yes. of. Yeah. <laughs> the Buschetti part. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then we you mentioned... Um, 
Peter is is old school Nosferatu yeah. slash Salem's Lot. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I like if you are a huge fan of vampire movies, even if because like vampire movies can almost be sort of separate from horror. Like they can almost be like their own genre, I feel like. Yeah. Like I know there's a lot of people who like vampire movies and books, but they don't necessarily like a lot of horror stuff. Yeah. Like, don't be turned off by this film. Like, watch this film. Like, it's a horror mockumentary, but if you are big into vampire lore and vampire movies and books, like, you will get every single reference Mm -hmm. in this, and you will love it. Yes. So definitely check it out if you're just a vampire fan. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so let's talk talk about some of our favorite scenes. So, Deacon's dancing (laughs) is my favorite scene. Um, <laughs> apparently that was like the most uh, Taika Waititi had laughed on set. Which is so funny because the camera like shoots back to Taika and Jermaine and they're just sitting there like straight faced like, oh my God, uh, what are we watching? It's like. When you're, you put on like a mini recital for your parents and they're like, I have 10,000 things to do, so make this quick. (laughs) You just want to make your parents proud. Yes. I was doing a dance for my friends. I was in the zone. If you are a patron on our Patreon, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put up a poll and I'm going to see if you guys want a video of Abby and I doing this dance. And it would only be available on Patreon. So if you're a $5 up patron, you will be able to see this video if you vote yes. So. Holy crap. Let the voting begin. Do we have to wear a mesh tank top? Yes. (laughs) No, we don't have to. Okay, good. Just the dance. Good. Because I don't have a rockin' body like Deacon does, you know what I mean? Oh. Deacon has a rockin' body? I am no. joking, Gracie. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, I don't know if you know what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, okay. So we talked about Stu. Stu is also one of my favorite parts Stu. of this. So, so Stu, his name is Stuart Rutherford. Uh, and he is one of Tyka's like, really good friends. Who Get has, out like, of here. Nothing to do with, like entertainment at all he actually does do what he says he does in the movie as a computer software analyst yes yes that's his actual job so Um, cool they actually had him on the set to like help like do like set up the wi-fi for everything and like do all of that and they would like film him doing stuff like setting stuff up and like that's so funny taking those like selfies with him that were in the movie yeah they would like do stuff like that with him and like secretly kept adding him into the film. And oh then, my god! Yes, and then and they were like, "Surprise!" <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna put you in the credits. <laughs> yes, and so a lot of like what he does, like obviously, like there are some scenes that he obviously knows he's like a part of the film. Right. But most of those scenes, he just thinks that he's like being filmed, like during behind the scenes stuff, and that's so funny. <laughs> he, like has no clue, like he's actually gonna be in the movie. Oh my god. It's oh really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so the retirement home where Viago finds Catherine, the little old lady has long lost love, it's actually a retirement home. 
Amazing. And the producer who scouted the location told Clement and Watiti that a real resident that they had met there would make a great Catherine. Oh. And her name is Ethel Robinson. Oh, Ethel. And she was so thrilled to be in the film. And like they put like the little fangs on her yeah. dentures. <laughs> oh my God. And so she was so happy to be. Catherine. That's so sweet. It is sweet. Uh, the two police officers, who are Karen o- O'Leary and Mike uh, Minou, I think is how you say his yeah. last name. Minou? Minou? Oh, oh, sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> so they arrive at the house, right? And they actually had the crew laughing during the takes more than anyone else that was in the film. Oh, my God. Like, and they're not even, like, actors. Like, O'Leary, uh, Karen O'Leary, she's actually a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Amazing. <Yes. laughs> she is one of my favorites in this movie. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I love her. Yes, and they're actually going to do a spinoff TV show with those two as the as cops and them dealing with like supernatural events in Wellington. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so stay tuned for that. That's oh my be god. awesome. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. awesome. Good morning, Nancy is proudly sponsored by Recess Coffee. We wouldn't be able to create such great content without being fueled by their magical beans. And the great part is, is that each batch of coffee is locally, artisanally roasted, and it comes from fair trade farmers. Gracie, what's your favorite blend? Oh my gosh. Okay, so my favorite blend is the Westcott blend. It has African and Indonesian beans mixed to create a clean, rich, and full-bodied cup of coffee. Mm. It has a rich floral vanilla aroma with a sugared almond flavor and a lemon finish. Yum! Ooh, delicious. My favorite is the Austin's blend. It's a unique blend of African, Indonesian, and Central American beans roasted to create a characteristically rich, dark, and smoky cup. It has a bold roasted nut aroma with chocolate flavors and a smooth, fruity finish. The coffee is seriously so good. I don't even have to put any cream or sugar in it. I just drink it black like my soul. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So guys, head on over to RecessCoffee.com to order yours today. Or if you're a Syracuse local, stop by either shop at 110 Harvard Place or 110 Montgomery Street. So drink coffee, shoot lightning. Now back to the show. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the women in this, though. Um, So Jackie becomes a vampire because finally at the end, like, Nick turns her, right? Pauline, who is the the beast, (laughs) I was was always kind of hoping that she would be the one to turn her. Yeah. To, like, make, I don't know, like, I know they're already mad at Nick, but, like, to, like, maybe add more to, like, Pauline's character as, like, ruining everything that they all do kind of thing. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But I also really liked how uh, Jackie kind of made her husband her familiar. Yes. <laughs> yes. And like that was like the way to help make him help around the house. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. And I love how too she's like ironing one of Deacon's shirts and she was like, if I had a penis, that would already be a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because like there, there are female vampires, but... They, I don't feel like they're as, like, recognized in... Not really, because they're always known as, like, Dracula's wife or something. Or Dracula's daughter. Yeah. Like, that was actually, like, the first uh, female vampire movie uh, to come out, and she was a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is that one with uh, that singer? Oh, Aaliyah? 
A Leo. What yeah, was? it's um, Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned. Yes. Yeah. We need more Queen of the Damned type yes. movies. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Because, so. yeah, the only other, like, characters that stand out to me are, like, Vam- uh, Vampira. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, Lily Munster, I think, is a vampire. She is. Yes. But, like, that's kind of it. Yeah. And, I mean, if you want to, like... Count Bella from Twilight as a vampire. She's kind of like a, a wafy character anyway, though. So so there needs to be more female vampires who have the spotlight. Yeah. And are not just like background characters to be somebody's vampire girlfriend. True, True story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so speaking of that, let's kind of talk about the lore that is in this. Like, again, like if you guys are really into vampire movies and books, like you're going to love all the lore that's in this. Um, you mentioned being invited in. I just recently watched The Lost Boys, and uh, I laughed every single time. I laughed when the the bad guy, he's like, oh, you're the man of the house. Like, you have to invite me in. And he was like, yes. I laughed. And I was like, this isn't funny. It's funny because I just watched What We Do in the Shadows, and yes. that's why it's funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> just invite us in. <laughs> I'm not going to invite you in. <laughs> See me. Yeah. See me. That is one of See me. <laughs> he hits the window. The guy looks, I'm like, yes. The old guy. Would you like to come inside? Meh. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,. They acknowledge that rules about vampires uh, seem to change film to film in the commentary that uh, Jermaine and Taika do, mm-hmm. uh, but neither of them had previously heard that vampire vampires couldn't wear silver. They could. They didn't actually figure that out until like in the middle of filming. Oh yeah. And uh, Clement said he goes, "I still don't know if it's true, <laughs> but he's like, but it is. It's uh, in lore. It yeah. is true. Vampires yeah. can't." wear silver or they actually can be killed by silver bullets very much like werewolves can. Uh, so they actually had to like add in that scene with Viago not being able to touch the silver locket oh, and have no. it like being like catching on fire yeah. or basically like having his skin catch on fire. <laughs> so that was all like very last minute like they had to reshoot it. Oh, Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. So this also has sort of to do with the lore. Uh, a lot of the, the the biggest effects in the film were actually the digital work that had to be done with the no reflection. Oh. It wasn't even the bats. Yeah. That was like nothing compared to like trying to erase like the reflections in the mirrors. Wow. <laughs> I just remembered this. But uh, in the scene, I'm going a little off here, but in the scene where Viago was trying to tell them about like all the chores that they have to do. Oh my God. I know you relate to this, which is, we'll talk about it (laughs) right after, but vacuum is spelled incorrectly on the chore wheel. (laughs) And it's because Waititi doesn't know how to spell vacuum. And he just wrote it and he's like, I don't know how to spell it. And Clement in the commentary was like, you mean your character didn't know how to spell it? And Waititi's like, no, I mean, I did not know how to spell it. So I just wrote, Letters hoping to spell vacuum. Yes. Oh my god. Does anybody really know how to spell vacuum? You know what trips you up? It's the two U's. Yeah, you're right. You just think that that shouldn't be there. It looks weird. It looks weird. unnatural. Yep. I don't like it. Yeah, that's, oh. that's the problem. <laughs> 
So you said that you really like relate. Oh my God. Well, I live with two guys. Yeah. So it's my boyfriend and then we have a roommate. In this situation, like I would be Viago. Of course, yeah. Because like, you know, I like everything tidy and very neat. Mm -hmm. And the guys are just like, there it is or whatever. You know. I feel like Justin is Deacon. Yep. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and my boyfriend Dalton is Vladislav, for sure. <laughs> yeah. He's like, where he's like kind of trying to be helpful, like the part where he's talking about, well, I dragged a body down the hallway the other day and it kind of swept it up. I was like... <laughs> swept up the, the soot, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is something that Dalton would say. <laughs> What does he say? He's like, you haven't done the dishes in three years or something. <laughs> They're like splattered with blood. It's disgusting. It's so this is something I wanted to add in. So we talked a little about the biscotti part, right? <laughs> Which is a reference to Lost Boys. Yes. When they're eating Chinese food and what is Kiefer Sutherland's character is like, oh, you're eating worms. And yes. it's, it's actually lo mein. Yeah. Uh, so in this, they actually pour spaghetti on their plates uh, in front of the humans, and they're like, "Do you like biscotti? <laughs> You're eating worms." <laughs> and biscotti, I guess, is like a childish way to say spaghetti, and they in like New Zealand, and like in the commentary, they talked about how they're like, "We don't know why we said it like that. We just did." <laughs> They're like, this is not that a real pronunciation. They just said biscotti. Oh my god. So anyway, so that whole like you are eating worms is from Lost Boys. And I guess people like every time they do like Q&As about this film or like do interviews or whatever, like people always ask like, why can't the audience see the worms like in Lost Boys? And they were like, well, this is a mockumentary or like a documentary, right? Yeah. And like the camera isn't hypnotized just right. the people looking at it are yeah <laughs> so i oh kind of yeah i was like that's kind of a weird i don't know i know plus it makes weird it question. it makes it funnier that like the oh, audience can't see funnier. it yeah because nick is freaking out about it and he's like what there's there's worms there's worms on my plate <laughs> so- <laughs> also can we please just for a second talk about the part where Vladislav changes into a cat? He so so Vladislav. One of his powers is that he can change into multiple animal, like different types of animals, not just bats. And over the years, he's been kind of like falling flat, and he hasn't been able to get the faces right. Right. So there's a scene where like Nick is running through the house when he's trying to escape from the dinner party, and he turns the corner and. Vladislav is just sitting there on the table in cat form, but it's his actual face. And he's just hissing at the cameraman. It's it's so ridiculous. It feels like something out of a dream. (laughs) Like a really scary dream. Oh my god. It's too good. It is too good. I love it. I love that this film was mostly just them sort of being like, what is ridiculous about vampire lore? And, like, how can we play on that? Yes. And I, I, I honestly, Abby, can't believe this hasn't been done this way before. I know. 
it's actually kind of astounding. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, because they talk about like True Blood, they talk about Twilight in it. Uh, they they don't ever mention Lost Boys, but there's obvious like like thematic references to it. Like you can tell that they love the genre so much to the point that they want to make fun of it. Yes. And that is a compliment, I think, to this genre is this film. This film is such a compliment to vampire movies. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have to know the lore before you can make fun of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're dedicated. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So some announcements. Uh, The werewolves are getting a movie. I can't wait. It's called We're Wolves. Like, yes. we are wolves. Yes. God. I love it. Uh, yeah, so Taika said, he's like, you Americans love puns. So that's why yeah. he called it that. <laughs> okay. Jokes. So I guess Hawaii's favorite scene was the scene where at the end, they're trying to chain themselves to trees on the full moon. Yeah. And the vampires in the movie run into them and are, like, freaked out <laughs> because, like, the werewolves were kind of distracted and never like chain themselves to the tree right and yeah. so they start attacking everyone including Stu. um so i guess what he told the other uh werewolf act- the actors playing the other werewolves to uh no matter what uh to like bother anton the character played by rise darby uh, who's like the the alpha yeah, werewolf? Yeah, and yeah. they said like no matter what, just keep approaching him with random questions and concerns. So like that whole <laughs> scene of them being like blah, 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 like asking him questions are all like on the spot, like like not scripted, just like random questions. Yes. And like Rise Darby's character is getting like like frustrated. Like you can see him him getting frustrated because it's like he doesn't know that. They're not, they're supposed to be doing that. So he's just like, just do it. Just tie yourselves to the tree. And then yes. they come up with questions. I was all like improv. Werewolves, not swearwolves. Heck yes. Yep. And they were so memorable that they're getting their own film finally. I can't wait. It's going to be really good. I'm freaking pumped. Okay. So final thought. In a positive article written by Dominic McKenzie, he says how what we do in the shadows is the perfect Halloween movie. But he also says that Shadows is a rare find because horror and comedy shouldn't mix. They are completely polarizing when you try to tackle the genre. It is all too easy to produce something flat. And I don't agree with this. I don't either. This is like the most... Again, this was a very positive article for the movie. But when he writes that, I look at that and I think that is complete... Sorry... Mr. McKenzie, but it's garbage. No, it is. It's actually scientifically proven that it's garbage. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you uh, expand on that a little bit? Well, because fear and happiness are universal emotions Mm for, uh, I mean, unless you're like a psychopath or a sociopath. Right. They're universal emotions and like you can always. They're primal emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And you can recognize them in like other humans or other creatures and stuff like that. So, I mean, like. They kind of go hand in hand. They're opposite ends of the spectrum, but they're parallel. Right. They're so, not polarizing. Right. Yeah, as exactly. he as he says. Um, Rebecca Gordon says, horror comedy is a generic hybrid that deliberately provokes an emotional shift from terror, suspense, or dread to hilarity. In comedy horror, it's relative. A playful tone predominates, but it is undercut by horrific or startling events or effects. Mm. So, 
it like you just said, it's all relate related. Right. Like the feelings are are very parallel. Well, plus it's like I don't know, it's like a good compliment to each other, you know? It's like sweet and salty. <laughs> it's like I mean, even you like, have to have something to counteract right. the horror, I guess. Well, and even serious slasher films and even like torture porn horror films in like the 1990s and the 20th century are are themselves like marked by like in jokes. Right. There's always some sort of hilarity in horror because it's so the reaction that you have to horror, sometimes people smile. It's weird, right? When yeah. like sometimes when you're like like shocked or uh, scared, you start laughing. Yeah, it's like nervous laughter. You're like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and so like <laughs> that is like the reactions are almost the same. Yeah, like to comedy and horror, you right. have like the same sort of reaction. I don't know. Saying that you shouldn't mix the two seems kind of silly because it's like there's so many ways that you can express horror yeah. and stuff like that that it's just like it's a lot of horror has been done before so like why not make horror comedy it's like a new th- newish thing i think well i think yeah and horror has a lot of like clichés and rules and i think it's kind of fun to make fun of rules in general yes so like as a society like we don't we like structure, but we don't like rules, I guess, so much, maybe. Right. So I think it's kind of, like, cathartic to, like, make fun of the rules, mm-hmm. and that's what this movie does. I yes. mean, Cabin in the Woods does it, too. So, okay, so Bruce G. Hellenbach says, The permission to laugh at your fears, to whistle past the cinematic graveyard and feel secure in the knowledge that the monsters can't get you is what we need, I think, in comedy horror. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to be able to laugh at our fears as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, if you can't laugh at it, then it wins, you know? Right. Well, and I guess a lot of people think that the first commercially successful comedy horror film was Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, mm-hmm. which is great. And, yeah. And that was sort of like the integral link. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the first, but it was the one where people were like, oh, it's okay to laugh at the monsters that we cry for, too. Right. Yeah. So, or well, we get scared of. Yeah. And there was always, there's like arsenic and old lace, which is yes. not really like, I guess it's not really horror, but um, it kind of is. Yeah, I think so. There's that. And then like Young Frankenstein, which, I mean, yeah. So it's been around for quite a while. So, yeah, the horror comedy is not going anywhere. It comes up once in a while and when it does i think they do it pretty well heck yeah all right wow thanks abby yeah thanks gracie (laughs) i'm so glad we got to do this one i think this is the first comedy horror that we've reviewed yeah it is yeah let us know if you guys like this one let us know if you guys want us to do more comedy horrors like cabin in the woods like we are gonna be on that if you want to hear about it yeah uh thank you guys so much for listening to this episode don't forget to follow us on social media so you can stay up to date twitter at good morning nan facebook at good morning nancy and instagram at good morning nancy podcast and write a review about our show on your favorite podcast app it's so simple but it really helps us out a lot thank you all so much for listening and have a great morning bye